The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Hey, hey, you should listen to Cold Read Radio because we read cold works. Well, we read, well, we cold read works we read by you. Reads. Yes, we read cold reads by you, the the writer. We want you to send in your work. And the listener. Yeah, and the listener. We can do anything. Pilots, yeah. screenplays, poems, short stories, sketches. Uh, sexual erotic fan fiction. All right, that's Matt's wish. It's going to happen. Um, but please submit them to submission at coldreadradio.com. That's submission, not, not plural, plural, at coldreadradio.com. The Novice and Frank present a comic book podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Novice and Frank. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm Amanda. I'm the novice. I'm Frank. I'm the Frank. That's right. And we're going to discuss uh, something we've been talking about the last couple podcasts. We're finally going to get around to discussing the Negan arc in The Walking Dead. Ooh, get ready, people. Who's psyched? Uh, we'll be doing a brief discussion on that and then moving on to Doctor Strange, which is what we promised, uh, I believe, last week. Yes, we yeah. did. So we're going to do that. But first, what do we have to do, Frank? We've got to sing a song. That's right. We have to improvise the theme song. Let's go. Oh, 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 it's magic, you know, coming to the screens on Friday, cause it's Dr. Strange and he's doing strange things in a fancy strange cape. (laughs) That cape is so fancy. Check it out and then tweet at the novice and and Frank. Frank. You almost didn't get through that one because you're, I realized, you're turning really red. I realized that, that at no point that, that I was like, that was just a sentence I said. It had no uh, lyrics. It had nothing. It was terrible. Okay. It worked. It yeah. worked. Now <laughs> we're here. I started on a good note. Oh, been a long word. day. Happy yes. Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank Happy you. new comic book day. Happy new comic book day to you as well. Yeah. Did you, did I, real quick, I know we're going to get into the stuff, but we won't get on too much of a side tangent. Mm-hmm. Anything you bought right now today? Uh, I did. I hit up a sale, actually, because we were doing that sale on Doctor Strange. Ah, yes. And um, so I did. I got a couple of, of new things. Well, I have a new issue of um, uh, a new issue of the Bitch Planet, which I'm pretty ah, excited about. Deal. And they also were running a... I got Doctor Strange the Oath because I already have it, but I wanted it digitally as well. And that was on sale. And they were also having a sale... Um, See, and I can't find because I'm not connected to the internet. They're having another sale for one writer on Comixology. Warren Ellis. Yes, they had Warren Ellis sale. So I bought two uh, volume ones from him. Nice. One was, I think, Injection. Does that sound Yo, right? Oh, yes. Injection, I bought volume one because it sounded interesting. And the other was uh, Trees. Oh, yes. I've got all, both of those okay. and have not read them yet. <laughs> I've picked up Trees uh, in the comic book shop several times. That volume one. And I was like, well, just because the art, the cover art's really cool mm-hmm. and the story sounded kind of interesting, but I haven't committed, but they had a 50% off sale, so I went ahead and bought those. Uh, and I'm very excited to read my new issue of Bitch Planet. I love that series. It delights me. Yeah. What, did, what did you pick up? I uh, picked up many things. Okay. Uh, from Marvel, I picked up the- Give me the, five. Five, the new Avengers. Okay. Uh, the new Avenger, Occupy Avengers. Okay. I'm kind of curious to see what that's going to be like. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Uh, oh, I also got uh, Avengers. Oh, I, I picked up an old school, uh, the un, uh, the Untold Story of Phoenix. Okay. Which is like an alternate alternative ending to the Phoenix saga that Chris Claremont and John Byrne did. Okay, interesting. So I was like, all right, let's just see, because it's like it was never before revealed ending. So this is the original ending. That they did, and then uh, Jim Shooter, the editor at the time, editor in chief, read mm-hmm. it and said, "Like, no, you got to change it." 
Huh. So interesting. They had to completely scrap it and go out and do. Do you know his reasoning? Because uh, in the Phoenix Saga, mm-hmm. it's all about how Jean Grey becomes the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you've seen the movies a little bit, you kind of get the idea. It's so poorly told in the the movies, but right. the idea is she gets a Phoenix entity. She kind of loses control of, the, uh, of being able to control this cosmic entity, and she heads off into space, becomes a dark Phoenix. Uh, after she gets her uh, emotions manipulated by the mastermind, he's an evil mutant. Okay. Master uh, manipulates her emotions, turns her into the dark Phoenix. She takes off into outer space, uh, kills a planet. Uh, the entire oh. race of beings <laughs> blows okay. it up, Bummer. detonates it. Yep. And so Jim Shooter felt like uh, eventually she gets put on trial. That's the idea. The other alien races band together. They come and they they put her on trial for this murder, this genocide that she did against mm-hmm. these this beings. And so. Uh, at the end, they basically Jim Shooter, uh, um, John, Chris Claremont, and John Byrne. The original ending is that the Phoenix just loses her powers. So Jean, Jean Grey's just stripped down; she's human again, and then that's it. Okay. And so that's the story that they told. And even had like uh, artwork from the following issue, like already done and rolling as well. Mm-hmm. And then Jim Shooter reads it and says, "You know, we can't, you can't let her just get off. I mean, this she murdered an entire race of people. Right. So she's got to pay the price. She's got to die." So, mm, okay. So he, it was under his, like, you know, she's got to really pay for what she's done. And so th- they had to change her story around. And, and kill that's her off and Jean Grey as a phoenix? Yes. Who's an X-Men? Jean? Jean Grey. Oh, so that's her. That is her. Okay. Well, how come they never call her phoenix and X-Men? You know, they always call her just Jean Grey. Yeah, always. I, yeah. The only time they ever, well, they called her Marvel Girl when she first started off in the X-Men. Okay. And then, then they... Then when she was Phoenix, they called her Phoenix, and then she came back, and she had like, the, then she was just was just Jean Grey. She That's never so had a, weird to me. Like even when I saw, I mean, in the very little exposure I've had to X Men other than the films, it was always weird to me. Because you've got like Storm, and you got they've all got other names, yeah. and they just call her Jean. I'm like, well, that sucks. Even Rogue has like <laughs> a name that's Rogue. You know, like I never understood that. And I guess that, I mean, they call Logan Logan, but he's also Wolverine. They call him Bolt. I never, this, so this is interesting to me, like making that <clears throat> connection with my brain because I did not know that Phoenix was Jean Grey. Well, I had no idea. When she's just regular Jean Grey, she spells her name J-E-A-N. And then when she's a uh, superhero, she assumes a different identity and she becomes Jean G-E-N-E. Wow, completely different. Yes. <laughs> completely. I would it's like it's like if, if Superman wore just like a little like a little mustache that he pulled off. <laughs> he didn't change over to Clark Kent. He's that's just, right. Now I'm Clark Kent, but he's kept on everything else and just like put on a tiny little mustache. Oh, oh that's how so did we buy where did Superman go? He was just here. I do not know. He's <laughs> like he like puts his finger in front of his under his nose and he just takes on a French accent. He's like, I don't, who is this Superman you speak of? Clark, oh my goodness, how'd you get here so fast? <laughs> so, uh, so, yes, great. So, so those, okay. Yeah. And then uh, the various DC Rebirth issues. I'm still really going strong with all of those. Are you? Man, Good yeah. for you. We've talked about that before on the podcast, but man, it's just like this twice a uh, every uh, twice a month shipping. You can't get enough. I, it just, it, they get through story fast. It's just nice. It's just, I don't mind. They're, they're great. They just keep, the, the momentum keeps there. Which is so funny because it's it's talking to you about this now and versus talking to you about the New 52 it's like Oof. polar opposite yeah. Franks. Come on. Absolutely. I mean, it's who's, been... Who's the, who's the asshole that didn't turn their phone off? We'll never know. I'll never tell. <laughs> it was me. Oh, yeah, she couldn't me. do it. I'm she sorry. couldn't do it. Oh, You're just boy. too honest for your own good. I can't handle it. You know, and that's not to say that they're having... And we've talked about before, like the Harley Quinn uh, new uh, Rebirth title. Still not my cup of tea. There's okay. So there's some things that, that, you know, it's like, eh, all right. I'm not going to worry about getting it now. Maybe I'll hold off until they do some sale later on to yeah. pick up. Yeah, yeah. But, so, but you, would, you would pick it up if it were on sale again? Harley Quinn, probably not. Okay. I don't know. There's just something about... I'm trying to think of another title that I... 
I don't know if there's, you know, honest, I don't think there is another Rebirth title right now that mm-hmm. I have dropped other than Harley Quinn. Interesting. Okay. I, 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 um, oh, actually, you know, Cyborg. Okay. Not a fan. Well, you know, it's, I want to, it's like, I think I want to be a fan, but like Cyborg, I always think more closely, closely associate him with Teen Titans. Okay. You know, a contemporary of Kid Flash, Starfire, uh, Robin slash Nightwing now, mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Girl, Donna Troy version. Always think of him as that because he's you know he was one of the, he was created specifically for that team. And then when they do uh, DC New Fifty Two, they decide, hey, you know what? Let's give Cyborg a promotion. Let's give him a little bit more visibility. And you're like, that's not what I want. Yeah, we'll kind of we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll change his origin a bit. We'll kind of bump it up so he's a part of the Justice League and not part of the Teen Titans. But it's my same problem that happened with the DC reboot as it did with <laughs> when they did it after Crisis is you know they just didn't reboot everything. It wasn't a completely clean slate. Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's like you can't pick. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you can't cherry pick and choose. And if you do, you make that very specific. Like, hey, in this world, kind of like I don't know if this is a good a good example, but it will be a good segue. Uh, kind of like in The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. It's like this is the same as our world, but they've never, they don't know the word zombie. There are no zombie right. films. There are no zombie books. So it's exactly our reality, but like there's no knowledge that they would know to be like hit their brain. Like they had to learn that on their own, you know? Yeah. So for me, the tie-in here is that it's like you can't, if you're going to do a world like that with those exceptions, I feel like you can't do it series-wide. You have to be like here's a run of um, you know, a, a book, but where everything's changed except for this. Like, I, I feel like it's hard to make a blanket rule like that because there is technically not a rule. It's like you don't know. If you're coming into it, it's hard. Yeah, I, I would have just appreciated if they would just done a whole clean slate because mm-hmm. otherwise it's like putting together a puzzle and you put together three-fourths of it, but that last quarter, uh, you're taking another puzzle and you're right. trying to fit it into that same place. Yeah. And so it just doesn't look... It, it's, yeah, there's too many questions to be asked. Your analogy was way better than my analogy. Oh, yeah, it was really well, good. Oh, sorry, Gosh, I was guys. confusing. <laughs> I am the expert after all. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, so, you know, I just... If they would have rebooted everything, because then you don't have to worry. Then you're not beholden about trying to figure out the stuff that you're holding on to, how that fits into the new continuity. And mm-hmm. all every fan just is going to wonder. All they're going to worry about is how this old stuff that you're deciding to keep fits into this new stuff that you're telling us that we should care about. Right. And so, like, does that mean all the stories that I read before don't count? Wait, which stories do count? I don't understand this. And so, and then all the editors starting to do or creators like, guys, don't worry about that. Like, well, but you decided to keep this old stuff. So, you know, clearly it was important to you. So, yeah. you know, why, why should we just, right. care about the new stuff? Mm. And how does this also fit in? We don't know. Yeah. So instead just, I, as much as it would have been a bummer to lose some, some characters, mm-hmm. Rebooting a whole line doesn't mean you can't reintroduce those characters in a whole new way. Yeah, agreed. In a new context. Yeah, one hundred percent. Instead of trying to figure like, no, we have to explain how Batman has, you know, three pe- different pe- three different Robins. I thought it was three different penises. And three we got to explain penises. how Batman has three different penises. You, oh, you didn't notice that in DC uh, Rebirth? No, I didn't actually. Is that uh, something that I should have known from the game? Yeah. Well, in All Star Batman at the end, he the, it's the last panel. It's just he takes out the bat suit and there's three penises. In oh, it. okay. I thought it was just a really intricate utility belt. <laughs> Flesh toned. Oh boy. On that note, yeah. <laughs> it's transits. Well, okay. So it sounds like you got some good reading to do. Yeah. And uh, if you're curious, another Batman title, uh, the regular Batman title, but also All Star Batman. I read the first three issues for that. I finally kind of binge read them last weekend. Really enjoyed them. Scott Snyder I, and John Romita Jr. I like Scott Snyder. I think I have All Star Batman. So I should read it. <laughs> you should read, read the, the first issue. It's in the think. queue. 
Mm, yeah. Gotcha. Cool. So yes, you were trying to segue us into. I was uh, because we keep story. we keep putting off the Walking Dead, but it was so nice last week talking uh, talking with with those guys. I'm so glad that they we were had able to stop by. Guys. Yeah, we had it was creators. amazing. Yeah. That was cool. Well, check out their work. But yeah, we did uh, we did push um, the Walking Dead. When this airs, this episode airs, we're a couple episodes into the new season, season seven of The Walking Dead. Um, they've introduced Negan as a character. Yes. And uh, so we said we were going to talk about the Negan arc of The Walking Dead. So let's talk about that a little bit, give people what they want. But then we're also going to talk about Doctor Strange <laughs> because Doctor Strange film it comes out and in a few days. <clears throat> and um, so by the time that, um, that this episode's come out, uh, Doctor Strange will have been out. The film would have been out for a couple of days. Oh, so, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do that. What do you, So you had read The Walking Dead before, but right? Yes. And have you read the whole series? Uh, you know what? I am. I. I've been, I'm behind. Okay. Because uh, I don't. That's. It's a series that I don't buy monthly. Mm-hmm. I only buy buy and like they did these uh, these and I guess they still do these big huge hardcover almost like the uh, like big omnibuses. Uh, but almost like in the absolute size. The, okay. The really really super right. big ones. Yeah, I've seen them. They were doing a collection of like about like twenty five issues at a time. Oh, okay. So yeah. I would collect those, but since they were, uh, they, it's such an upscale product, they're mm-hmm. always a little bit behind. So you have to wait for 25 issues, they're then pretty. a little bit more time past that mm-hmm. for them to collect everything and run out. So I was always back behind uh, that stuff. And then when I decided, it's like, you know what, I'm just going to go digital all the time. Yeah. I have bought all the issues, so I currently have all the issues. I just haven't had a chance to, to have enough time to read all of them. So when you, so we read, uh, what was it called? The, the version that's like. The uh, yes. Uh, something to fear. Yes. It's so interesting to me, like the subtitles, basically not the subtitles, the, uh, it would be like the, it's all the walking dead. And now yes. you've got like walking dead, all the different kinds of like offshoots. basically. Yeah, so it's like a story arc. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting to me that they named the story arc. I guess Sandman does that too. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's good for trades and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it kind of differentiates it, and like, oh, wait, I know exactly what to get. Oh, this is something to fear story. Yeah, yes, let me yeah. Get that. So this is something to fear, um, and uh, it's. Had you read this one before? I had not. You okay, know, it's one great. of those where my I feel like I'm pretty up to date on The Walking Dead because I had mm-hmm. always flipped. <laughs> that's it. I flipped through it in the store. Yeah. Because I was curious, but I just never took the time to like, you know, I'm gonna sit down and read it and really take it in. So I felt like I had a pretty much of a gist of the general happenings of mm-hmm. The Walking Dead. Without knowing maybe some of the finer story points and beats of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but what about you? Did now for you? Did you watch the show first and then read the comic? Yes, yeah. This was my first foray into the comic book. So, f- uh, first thing to know for me is that this was this arc was my first foray. I didn't start at issue one. I actually dove in right in the middle because I, I did. I was like, there's no way I'm going to have enough time to read like a hundred <laughs> issues. Um, but a friend of mine from work did loan me the like the first of those big, mm. uh, it's like the first 40 issues or something like that. Um, so I have to read those. But um, yeah, so this is my first foray into The Walking Dead. I actually love the show. I think it was, it, it was, I think that one of the best pilots I've ever seen. Um, and then in a first season, end of second end of end of first season beginning of second season for me was kind of like Meh. like I, they kind of piled up on my DVR a little bit yeah and then I got back into them and really since like season late season three early season four I've been like that right now is the show uh, that and Westworld right now are the two shows that I'm watching that I like have to watch then like I need to watch like that night or the next day because you don't want any spoilers yeah and this season has been real visceral but really good and the actor that they have cast as Negan after reading this I'm like yeah man I get it I get do it you? Uh, yeah I do hmm. interesting I don't know if that 
because I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, mm-hmm. you know. So, but and so when he was cast, I was like, oh, this could be kind of intriguing. Mm-hmm. And then watching him perform, and then when he's saying some of the lines that are lifted just from his first introductory issue, and right. I'm like, interesting read of that line. Okay, okay, Jeffrey Dean. Yeah, All right. <laughs> you don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, I don't know because honestly, I don't know if you felt like this, but I'd watch him, and he looks too. I, like I don't want to say because I mean he's a tall man, but he just looks. I, I imagine Neekin just a little bulkier. Okay. Well, I'm not imagine him. I mean, I'm seeing him on the screen. I just always kind of took him as a little bit, not like a ripping kind of, but like just a like more a, physically intimidating, yeah. more physical presence. And so far, you know, like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you know, for as great of an actor as he is, I, you know, I don't physically intimidating is not the first thing that pops to mind. Right. For that. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, he's you know, and, and the character is very like square jawed and. All that. I guess I liked it because I think that so much of what makes him intimidating, at least on the show, is his language and or his actions. Like I, I kind of like that when you finally meet Negan, he's not necessarily this giant towering guy. Like he's so controlling of everybody else. That's his muscle, right? Lucille is his muscle. Like I, I think that, you know, I honestly and, and all the people that are in the gang. So I, I've been um I've been impressed so far with this season. Uh, and I know that you don't watch Walking Dead regularly. It's not like on your regular slate of shows. No, but it's like I watched the season premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for me, I just got to like, all right. It was interesting the storytelling choices they made in that uh, that season premiere. Yeah. It, and how they revealed how everything went down. Mm-hmm. The fact that you kind of started at the end and they kind of flashed back a little bit and kind of filled in the gaps. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, really? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> not <Great>. thrilled. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like. I sometimes I feel like that shows like, are they just unaware of how audiences react to the show, or they know it and they just want to try to you know twist the knife just a little bit more each time. I mean, I think it's that. I think they know their fans pretty well. I think it's more just like yeah, let's keep the suspense going. You know what I mean? Like I think it's. Yeah, but I, I I don't know anybody that was really jazzed at the end of last season where they cut it off like that. Yeah. And then having to be like five months to figure out who got hit with the bat. I don't know. Any fan was like, great choice, man. Great choice. Love it. See you guys. You got us again. We'll see you in October. Well, I don't know that anybody loved it, but we all watched it still. We were all excited about it. Like, I think that that's just smart. I don't know that it's like, oh, that's great storytelling. It is smart storytelling, though, from a marketing perspective. Mm. You know, because when you leave off on that big of a cliffhanger and they were so tight-lipped about everything and against leaks and all of that. You know, because honestly, even for me, knowing how the comics went, like I knew that in the in the book, Negan killed Glenn. Yeah. I knew that. Um, but after the Glenn scare earlier in the last season, I was like, well, I don't think they'd bring him back just to kill him again. That seems silly. And then they did it. And I was like, oh, man, shit. Like it still impacted me, you know? And I thought I was going to be like angrier about it. Also because like I love Stephen. <laughs> Don't you love Stephen Young? I've never, you know, I've never met him. Oh, he's really nice. But like, I was just like, no, no, not like one person I know on yeah. the show. But he, I also just think he did such a great job with that character. Uh, and I, I was, but I was still, I was still really bummed out about it. And honestly, when they killed, uh, um, oh God, Cutlet's character. Oh, uh, uh What's his name? Abraham. Yeah. And they killed Abraham and I was like, oh man, like that sucks, but I get it. And the dialogue made, I like the dialogue made sense, you know, like took like a champ and all that. 
I thought that was good. And I didn't hadn't realized that he died earlier. He was basically on borrowed time in the comic books. Yes. Right. So um yeah. But I uh but I was okay with that. And then he also killed Glenn. I was like, oh man, all right. Well I guess they did it. So <laughs> anyway, but about the the book, what do you think about the series? Yeah, it the was comic series. I I like it. I mean, I guess it's interesting to see like how long this goes for. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, just to kind of, you know, and it, I think I enjoy reading it in this format rather than watching it as a series. Okay. Yeah, I just I feel like this. I don't know. I like this. I guess it's just I'm fine with those quieter moments. So there's just like people standing around and talking. That's mm-hmm. fine with me reading through a comic book. But for some reason on TV, I'm just like, no, we just want zombie Bored. attacks all the time. <laughs> I'm one of those zombies, and I want them coming every five seconds until somebody dies, and then every ten seconds after that, I think just give me zombies. I think that's different. I think it's interesting, right? Because it shows the differences between you and I in general. Because I think for you, you like the superhero stories, and I like the human stories. Like for me, if I just saw a whole issue of like super, like just Superman dealing with being Clark Kent. You know, although I guess his is a little different because he's actually not a human. That's his cover, right? True. But like, bat, like Batman. Like I could watch a whole, I could read a whole issue of like Batman just like Bruce Wayne dealing with Batman and the repercussions of that, mm-hmm. and I'd be happy if he like never left the Batcave. I think if it was if it was good yeah. enough, it was like yeah. the the conversation and was something new for me. So what I love about the Walking Dead is the human side of it. Like for me, the zombies are almost like second secondary to an extent. I don't want to say like the that. 100%, but I think that, like, when the stories are good enough, if the conversations are good enough, they're, like, out on their runs and stuff. I like that. Although, yeah. when they were at the farm, that bored the shit out of me because there were no zombies. So maybe that's, <laughs> not, maybe that's not fair of me to say. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I think they've gotten good at their storytelling. Yeah, so, I'm just wondering, like, in terms of the pace between this and the series. You know, it, yeah. I mean, it's different. I mean, the comic has taken a few liberties. I think specifically with Carol's character mm-hmm. in the series, she's gone in a really totally different direction. And in the the, the comic books, she's killed off That's by what this I point. Heard. At, by, at the same time as Abraham, right? Uh, no, she's actually killed off in the prison. She commits suicide. Oh, wow. And she walks out and lets him deliberately eat her. Oh, my God. Uh, great way to go, huh? Well, right now, I think oh. that that Melissa McBride's character, I think Carol is one of the best characters on TV right now. Yeah, but, Honestly, I think she's interesting. She's interesting, but like the stuff they're doing here at the end of the last season, where she starts like questioning and all that stuff, and she just kind of starts like like in the season of this episode that just came out on Sunday, like, ugh, like she's stop sitting, feeling feelings, everyone. Oh man, it was just like her watching like uh, all those zombies get uh, killed, and then flashing to turning them in, and picturing them as the real humans that uh-huh. they were before they turned. Yeah, like ugh, that's what this scene. Like Although the guy, the, the zombie that got his face just sliced off. <laughs> Nice shot. That was like, <laughs> like really well done. Technically, it was really good. Yeah, oh, I just I like that they keep coming up with creative zombies. I think it's fun to like keep keep like this zombie has been in a well for six months. This zombie like like having to go through the creative effects of yeah. like figuring out what that would look like. I think is really really neat. But um, okay, so you, so you're watching this episode uh, season premiere, Walking uh-huh. Dead. Did you watch that episode before you finished reading the books or no? Oh gosh. I think yes, I did. No, I read the book first because I thought we were going to be just doing this last week. Yeah, <laughs> or two okay. weeks ago actually. So yeah, so I actually had read the story before the. Before, before you, okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you're reading that, and then you're watching this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel? Like, oh, hey, this is a pretty good representation of this issue. Yeah, this is really very different than what I read. Different and the same. Like, I think that for me, it took. I mean, Glenn's death obviously is like, ugh. Um, I think that. Um, for me, it was so hard to 
it's not, this is the first book that I've read long form that's black and white. And that's been that's been like actually interesting for me, like kind of getting used yeah. to that. I mean, it's it's a weird way of sort of like training your eyes. I've read the longest. I've read like a single issue in black and white. I've never read like a lot of them. Now, for um, you, when you read this and you read, uh, do you fill in just mentally the colors in your head, or no? Do no. you just like only see this as black and white, and that's it? I see it. I don't really think about. I don't. I don't think too much about like what the colors are, in this. You know, um, I think that. Yeah, like I don't really I think that part of the reason that I think the visually the the show is more disturbing because of like the blood is red. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um but I don't dislike it. It just took me a little while to get used to it. Um obviously Glenn's death pretty shot for shot the same. His last words were a little different. Yeah. You know. I um, will find you. Spot on. Thanks guys. <laughs> you didn't like it. You're like, no. Uh I feel like again what I'm bummed about is that we, the the way they decided to wait five months to tell you who got killed, mm-hmm. and then in the end, they don't do anything kind of different. They just follow the source material. They just kill Abraham, Abraham and Glenn. Yeah. Certainly, they die. You know, Abraham dies much differently than he does in the book. He's not killed by Negan. He's killed by an arrow. Mm-hmm. So I mean, a little different slightly there. Uh, you know, Glenn it gets his brains bashed in with Negan, but they feel like. And I guess the interviews I've read, maybe you've read those two, where Stephen Yoon said, you know what, I, I knew about this death and I wasn't let anybody else have yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to make sure that, I don't know how much I buy that. Whatever. Okay, sure. <laughs> sure. But the other thing is, like, if they knew this going in, and he's saying, like, I've known this for a year. I've had been sitting on the secret for a year and not telling anybody what the deal was. So that means that there's such a lead time in this, that the producers knew everything, who they wanted to kill. Why? Ugh. It's like, why do this whole other arc with Glenn supposedly dying? Well, I think that's why. I think it's so that you, I think it was done to place importance on him, honestly. I think it's done so that when he comes back, you as a viewer feel this relief only then to kill him off. And I think that, but I think, and I know you're like rolling your eyes and sighing, but for me, I think that what they do is, and and I don't, I've got a lot of issues, I take a lot of issues with certain things in the show too. Like it's not, you know, for me, this isn't Breaking Bad, but, um, which for anybody who doesn't know me, that's like my bar now like my bar for quality television um but i think that they you get attached to these characters and that way when they're taken i think it's kind of a fearless way of storytelling because you you know that they're willing to kill off a major character like it's not you know what i mean like they're glenn's been there since episode one you know so i think that what it does, it gives you the feeling that this, or it gives you the feeling of this reality, which is that nobody's safe. You know what I mean? So. But I guess in one sense, like, I can understand it having more impact. And maybe it gets just, just the sense of it. I mean, there's a hundred issues of the comic book at this time that it comes out. So that's way longer than this, the show had been on, or even is on when they're dealing with that same kind of subject material at this point. You're in, currently in its second season. So maybe. Or no, that's second season. That's uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. This is season Which four. Which I don't watch. This is season four. Yeah. So, I mean, you're at least, you know, 30, more than 32? No, wait. Yeah, 32, 48. You look like you're doing drunken math because you're so tired. No, 48. Yeah, so 48. (laughs) So, uh, but I guess it's like if you're going to stick with, like, I'm bummed that they decided to stick with this, so uh, with the deaths that they had in the comic. Because I felt like, what's the point? Why give us that five months of waiting to just give us the same deaths that we already know if you'd read these stories in the comic? Then let me ask you this. Who would you have killed? Honest question. In the uh, in the show. 
you know, I mean, like the the cool thing about The Walking Dead, at least in the comic, is that you feel like nobody's safe. Right. And I feel like that's been shown more often than it has been in the TV show. Okay. Even though I guess if you look, they did show that picture that was up there where they showed like the cast from the like the first season to the cast now, and you show like there was only uh, was it Glenn, Rick, uh, and Carl. I think were the only three that had been up from to first this point. season. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds a well. No, um, uh, Melissa McBride's character, Carol. Carol. Oh, Carol. From first yeah. Okay. So yeah. So the four. I think it was and, those uh, four. And. Um, What's the one? Daryl. Yeah, you said Daryl. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Daryl. I guess I, I, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, it is super different, but I mean, from, yeah. Mm. So, I feel like I've seen in the comics, like his death in the comics, mm-hmm. I think is like, whoa. Because it, I mean, you, you have 99 other issues leading up to this point. Yeah. And even though you've seen other characters get done, you know, you can't help but see like Glenn. They never did a fake out like this in the comics, where like supposedly is he dead and no he's not, right, and she's gone for a while. Right, they right. never you're did just that com- story You're just line. like comfortable with him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they but he's ninety nine issues and Glenn's death ain't one. Ah, uh, he's but he's been in precarious situations for sure, right? But nothing where they kind of you know you know did what they did on the TV show. But so when this death happens, you're like, whoa, get out of town. And it's one thing I guess slightly different because it's not a zombie attack; it mm-hmm. is a human showing just this unbelievable cruelty towards another human being, right? So I felt like it had so much more impact in the comic. But I, admittedly, uh, in the TV show, when I watched that, that scene, just when he gets up that first time and you see how faithful the, the makeup recreation is to the comic panel. And yeah. The, and the oh, God. Like amazing. Yeah. Whew. Amazing. Yeah. Ugh, brutal. All right. But well. Like, who would I have killed? I mean, yeah, I mean, Abraham, he could have gone. And he did. He did. You know, I mean, I, I think you wanted death like this to have some importance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... You only really had to choose from would be Glenn, Daryl, or Rick, and Carl. So I think I think Michonne those four. or Michonne is yes, the five. In, so in the, I mean, you also you had other people there, like yeah. you had you know. But honestly, if they this is Rosita, like is you know very nice as she seems. Like yeah. I'm not attached to that character at all. Like um, so, if they had done like Rosita and Abraham, I would have been like, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought it. I thought honestly, it was going to be um, what's his name with the mullet. Oh, um, what's his name? Not Glenn. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, it is. Uh, it is Eugene. It. Eugene. That's yeah. Right. I kind of thought it was going to be Eugene because the way they'd set him up, they'd sort of made, uh, they'd made him likable. He was a comic relief. He was all of those things. Yeah. But he wasn't like one of the like. I don't think Eugene's going to live till the end. Like, you know, he's yeah. not a good enough survivor. But would he, he might be now. But like, I, you know, I don't know. I thought they were going to kill off like the lovable. Guy, but would that fall into? Is that somebody important enough to warrant like a death? No, but I thought maybe that's what they were gonna do, and yeah. I thought, and then, then I probably would have been bitching about it being like a cop out, just like if they kill Rosita, I'd have been like, well, nobody cares. Like, I'm sorry, I don't, you know, I don't mean like that, but no. she's not a character that anybody, nobody's like, that's my favorite character. Yeah, because I you feel know? like so. The Walking Dead as a ser- TV series has mm-hmm. done disservice to many characters. They're not as well fleshed out or developed than they do in the comic books, and I think, think that's so? just. But I also think that, you know, you've got, you know, by this point, you've got 100 issues to lay in. Yeah, it's hard, yeah, for you sure. You know, I mean, th- that is coming to the end of the, th- you've got three seasons of work so mm-hmm. far. Yeah. So tough to kind of match that. Uh, but, you know, I just, I was bummed because the thing I like about it is like, hey, why can't we just have two different takes of the story? And certainly there are differences. 
like with Carol or Morgan mm-hmm. uh, in the show, where who's not in this series at all. Oh, so interesting. Cool. I okay. mean, he's it, well, he's introduced at the beginning. He's this neighbor of uh, Rick Grimes' character back when he first starts off, much okay. like in the show. Right. Uh, but he he doesn't do this thing where he catches up with Rick and follows him along. He's become interesting. When they first brought him back, they were like, "Ooh, Morgan's back," and I'm like, nah, "I don't care." Like, I felt like they made a really big thing of that. Now, I'm more invested in Morgan. Yeah, but, but were you invested it, in him at first when he was like, just like, I'm the pacifist. I won't kill anybody. No, not really. That was like, whatever that, that. But you know, here's the thing, though. I didn't mind that episode. I didn't mind. A lot of people hated it. Um, so I acknowledge that. But like, the episode where he was away at the cabin, tra- I actually didn't mind that. But it wasn't because I like, I have to know more about this guy. It was because I think we needed kind of a palate cleanser after the one before it. And I think yeah. Walking Dead does that really well where it's like, big thing and then we're going to get away from it. And I think that probably drives some people nuts and I get it because they like want an answer right then. For me, it's it's kind of a nice, it's always like a nice like change of pace slightly. So No, I mean certainly um, people have been complaining about this is where it's like, hey, a lot of people are like tuning out like that's it, I'm done with you Walking Dead, this is way over the top. You know, the, the, death, violence. the violence? Yeah, the violence and stuff. Like So a lot of people are saying, that's it, I'm done with you guys. Thanks, I, but not the You links. know what I would say to that, I read an article that was like parents, it was like the parents coalition for whatever. Uh, it was it was like parents coalition for, and they're wanting like a new rating system on TV. And I understand that 100%. I will point out to anybody that says those things, you are watching a show about, set in kind of an apocalyptic world, where dead humans eat other humans and the rest of the humans are running kind of from each other of like murderous you're watching a show where the whole premise is this is the worst of humanity and will light shine through that that's the premise of the show so for me parent your fucking kids and don't expect like don't let them if you don't want them watching like know what they're watching they're watching like zombies at their at their core like these are dead people who eat other people who can only be killed with a shot to the brain. You know what I mean? So for me, if you're if you're watching that show, that's kind of what you signed up for. You're watching an AMC show. I do agree that this was like a new level of realistic violence, but I will but for that show. But I'll say that there have been a lot of other episodes in the series that had really graphic violence and I'm like if you made it this far, like you had to kind of know this was coming. And I think the special effects, I think it's really a credit to the special effects team that people are taking this so, and I got, and I was upset by it, but I, and honestly, like I had a bad dream, like I never have, (laughs) I never have nightmares because of TV, but it's like at a certain point, like this is the show you're watching, right? And you can't really get angry that they made it look so good that you then, that the violence was then was then upsetting to you. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, that's how I, that's kind of how I feel about it. I think look at the content of of what you're watching. And and if you're not bothered by the, by the concept and the content, stop worrying about the visuals because at this day and age with the video games that we have and everything like that, if some, the fact that something was able to shock you, I think is such a tribute to the storytelling and to the prosthetic team. That's true. That's my personal opinion, though. I, I get it. You guys can all send me hate mail. <laughs> Why'd you drop the F bomb on this podcast? But I feel strongly about it. After reading that article, it kind of made me angry. And I, that explicit title on our podcast. Yeah, sweet, sweet explicit, explicit title. You know, so. Yeah. I don't know. It's. It didn't feel excessive to me. It felt real. That's, Re- yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, although I mean, a guy clubbing two people to death and just like beating repeatedly on their heads. But that's what happens in the story. The that's true. So I can't. I, I mean, you know? I, like, you know, I, I myself wasn't turned off by it. You know, yeah. it's like guys. I think we we sign up knowing to watch Walking Dead what we're going to get for it. It's right. people like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you you're going up against zombies. Somebody's going to get attacked. And, and I think if this came out of nowhere, I get it 100. percent But I think in theory, we've seen a lot worse. I mean, there have been scenes where you see somebody's face like ripped off by a walker's teeth, by their hands. Like in, you've seen actually worse violence than this on the show, I think. I think because the lead up to it was so what it is and because it was done by another human and not by a fantasy figure, which is a zombie, I think that's what made people a little more disturbed by it, you know? That's my, but you know. No, no, I'd agree with that. And I can't think of... I really can't think of anybody else other than like those like top five that I would eliminate in place mm-hmm. of Glenn. They would have that same kind of impact. I mean, you're, anybody that wasn't Glenn, Daryl, Morgan, uh, Rick, or Carl. Yeah. I don't think would have that. That it wouldn't have that impact. Yeah. You know, unintended. I, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know, it's just like you'd watch and be like, okay, because then all the all all the comments of that would be like, you know. They wasted our time for this. That's yeah. who they decided to kill off. Yeah. Come on, guys. Well, we know you anybody... never kill anybody major on the show. And if they killed off Daryl, then people would have like gotten really angry. He's got such a following now. Well, okay, um, I mean, because he's on a motorcycle show traveling around yeah, the country. Yeah, man. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be that guy's best friend? God, I'd love it. It'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> How do I tee that up? I know. Well, speaking of guys you'd like to be best friends with, guess who else we get to talk about today? Doctor Strange. No way. You yeah. Mean, you mean Stephen Strange? Yeah. Sorcerer Doctor, Supreme? That is that is who I'm speaking of. And You're talking about Doctor Strange? You're talking about Doctor Strange. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Liam Neeson's. Um, yeah. So we're also discussing. I'm only moving us along because uh, I could talk about that Oh, that's forever. right. But uh, we also have this other great thing to talk about. And oh, that's right. We'll just wet the people's whistles leading that's up right. into the show. That's right. So we're kind oh, of well. discussing... One last thing before we head on to that. <laughs> okay. Uh, just having read those six issues of Walking Dead, uh-huh. being a fan of the TV show, would th- is like, hey, the comic would be cool to continue in reading. Would you continue reading more? Or just like, nah, you know, it's whatever. I'll watch it. I'll catch up on it some later day. I plan on going back and starting from issue one. Whether I will make it all the way to the one we just did or continue past it, I'm not sure yet. Um, but I was loaned the first many issues and I kind of yeah. want to go since it's been so long since I've seen I don't with this show I don't like go back and watch all the previous seasons before it I just kind of pick up wherever um, so I'll probably go back and start from the beginning and see um, because I would like to see some of the things that are different you know and kind of be able to compare but I will say they often do a lot of Walking Dead on sale yes. on Comixology I swear at least three I expected times more a year. for Halloween it was kind of a bummer yeah I mean, they had. Did you get comic? Did you go to a comic book store? No. Wait. Yes, but it was an anniversary sale. Oh, which which one was that? Blast off in Burbank. Was that this for Halloween? No, it wasn't for Halloween. Oh, okay. It was before Halloween. It was an anniversary. So gotcha. They did like forty percent off everything. Ooh. So I got a couple fun fun things. Because he says that he says that he also like the art and stuff is for sale in there. I wonder if that's really true. And by so, art, does he mean everything that's framed in that store? Not is Not every single thing. Not the thing. Not the things that are like behind the register. Behind the register, that's like their shit. They're not selling it. No. But all throughout the store, a friend of mine bought some art. I don't remember what he bought, but there, yeah, there's art framed and stuff around that you can buy. 
Because there's, there's a couple cool pieces in there that I was seeing. Like, uh, there's that one uh, Detective Comics cover with Batman and Robin and all the other mm-hmm. heroes coming out. They run. I think it's almost like they're running on a birthday cake or something like that. I think yeah. that's the top of it. <laughs> it's but the it, dream. It's the dream. <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a double double pay double sided uh, layout. I mean, yeah. a, a cover. It's both sides, the front and back cover. And yeah. I was saying that was so great, and they've got a print of that in there. Hmm. Autograph. Like, I don't care about the autograph whatsoever. I just love to have that piece. That's a really cool piece. You just, don't care about the autograph. Eh. I like the autograph. I think it's fun. It, you know, it depends. Because I feel like with the autograph, I have to have so many rules. Like, just send it here, just in this one little spot. Because that <laughs> right. way it's not too distracting. That, for the I, am, I am like that, too. And I was really grateful because I did – I went to uh, Kamikaze this last weekend. Pardon me. Stanley's LA Comic Con. That's right. Change the name back. Come on. Stanley's LA Comic Con 2016. I went and uh, so I did buy some stuff and have people sign it. And I was really grateful when people were like, where would you like me to sign it? That was really nice. It was yeah. nice that they asked. And I was like, you know – I appreciate you asking here in this spot where it's highlighted so huh. I can read what you write, but it's also not distracting from the overall. It made me very, very happy. Uh, real quick, did you have a great time at Stanley's Comic-Con? Uh, LA, Stanley's LA, LA Comic-Con. Comic-Con. <laughs> um, you know, Saturday, if, if this had been my first year going and I went Saturday, I wouldn't go back because it was so crazy and really ill organized and ill-managed to be completely honest with you um and i they can't help all the and you can read like if you go to their facebook page you can see it's just like complaint 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 um and i still had a good time but it took us my poor brother was parking for almost three hours like we got out of the car and walked like you know half a mile from it because we'd been sitting in traffic for an hour already and he's like i'll park i'll meet you guys there because my other brother was in town visiting so we went in, and Hunter, like, he could not – poor thing, man. He was – all the lots were full. Um, nobody was out there, like, directing traffic, so we sat at the same light for half an hour. Um, and I know that, like, this is the thing is people were really upset about traffic, and I'm like, it's L.A. If we'd planned better, we could have taken public trans- transit or something. Yeah. Like, it's not their fault, but it was also the world championship of a video game and, like, the L.A. Marathon happening this weekend. Ooh. So it was a nightmare. But when you get in there – the line to pick up your pass, even if you'd pre-ordered, was super long. Um, we we met the '66 cast of Batman, oh. but like, which was cool. But we were the last ones to get in there, and we almost didn't because they had told us to go to a, the wrong place. We were That's, in the wrong line. Ugh. We we had to. If you wanted an autograph for a couple different people, you had to first stand in line, which we did for over an hour, just to get a voucher. Then take yep. the voucher to stand in line for the talent, which we did. We were in this huge line. And I was like, wasn't this supposed to be at, f- <laughs> this was, was, I was like, wasn't this signing supposed to be like at three? And here it was like four, we four, we'd been waiting forever. So I went and tracked somebody down. They're like, um, they might've left, oh, but we don't know. Gosh. And I'm like, well, there's like, I think Adam West left. And I'm like, all of these people are in line for Adam West specifically. Yeah. So we finally like, oh God, my fiance went down to get a, like, did, he's like, I'm, he was so furious. He's like, I'm going to go get a refund. <laughs> and he was in line for the refund. And then a woman came and pulled us. She's like, is anybody here for the group thing? And so she pulled us out of line because I kept asking questions. She came and pulled us out of line. So I had to call him and yell, don't get your refund. Run up here back right now. And we literally, by when we made it into the tent to get signed by them, they were starting to stand up out of their chairs to leave. Oh. And they're like, guys, one more group, one more group. Like it was, I felt re- we were actually really lucky because we got our picture with them, but um, the whole other line didn't. Like they did, they didn't. I don't know what happened to those guys. Could they see you coming, getting brought into the front and getting your pictures, or no? No, they took us c- across the floor. 
to get it done. And um, and then my and then I found out that like Mike, they weren't going to give him a refund anyway. He was basically there arguing with them, like, listen, oh. we've been misdirected all of these times. It's taken us. We've wasted all these hours doing this. And um, and like how frustrating for the cast too, right? To like yeah. think you're done and they keep bringing you more people. I mean, they're you know they're old. They're old, like, you know, they really are. So, but, you know, it was, it, I, I will probably go back. It's more just, that was one example of a lot of problems, a lot of problems. So, um, yeah. Man, yeah. It's, uh, you know, there's part of me was like, should I go this weekend? Should I not? And I didn't really, I didn't feel like I didn't go. Sunday was great. Yeah, it was worth Sunday, it. Sunday, Sunday was awesome, but like, but Saturday was a nightmare. I'm glad I didn't go then, because yeah. I kind of waited on the fence for a little while. I should do it, and I, ultimately, I just didn't feel that like strong pull. Like yeah. I got to go and do this. Sunday was a nightmare, and on and again, if if it this was my third year, if this had been my first year and I had gone on Saturday, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know. First of all, if I would have even gone like after sitting traffic that long i don't know if i would have even done it turn it us around i'm kind of and you couldn't even turn around that's the thing like to get out would have taken just as long but after going in and dealing with all of that also and it was a lot of just like i felt so bad for the people that were in like their kamikaze shirts that were supposed to be directing people because they were clearly misinformed and they'd probably been yelled at all day you know so i'm like it's not purely the fault of the volunteers like whoever's training them or, or the employees or whatever they were Whoever's training them, like, there's no communication at all. They didn't know what was going on. And, of course, you know, you have to – it's it's like if I hadn't been so aggressive, like, listen, we just need to know what's going on. Like, I'm not going to waste another hour in this line if you don't even know if the talent's here or not. Yeah. You know, um, then we – if I hadn't been so pushy, we probably wouldn't have even gotten the – forgotten the photo at all but, but they and then they but then they weren't going to refund us you know and we'd ugh. done our due diligence like we'd done everything you know the um, the signing schedule wasn't in the it wasn't in the program really yep signing schedule wasn't in the program the map wasn't accurate you know Whoa. like it was crazy so that's all stuff that's avoidable i get la traffic isn't necessarily avoidable but still it was like it's it was what i picture san diego comic-con being like and i was like that just wasn't what i signed up for this Whoa. weekend yeah, I feel like there's few positions less glamorous than like than being a security guard at a comic book convention. Because everybody hates you. Everybody hates you. Yeah. Even the nicest person is still not going to be thrilled with you because you're going to ask them to like stop talking, be quiet, please, or to move. And you don't yeah. want to move. You want to stand right here. Right. I want to stand here and I want to take this picture of this celebrity. Yeah. Nope. Where's my camera? Nope. I got to move now. Okay. Great. I the hate security you. guards were actually super nice oh, to really? me. I think being in I think being in costume helps. I really do. I think really? that they, yeah, like they were, the security guards themselves were actually very nice, but the, the people who, but they work like for the convention center. They don't work for the con, okay. you know? So they didn't know anything. Yeah. They were nice. <laughs> They're trying to be helpful. Like they didn't know anything. And so then, it, but so they, I had one security guard. I made the mistake of asking a security guard, like, where is this? And he's like, oh, oh, it's just over there. Like opposite. No, completely not oh. correct. Um, so <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. And really, really, really crowded. But um, <laughs> let's, we got a, uh, just a few minutes left. Yes. So let's chat briefly about a um, uh, little Doctor Strange action and kind of yes. what we're hoping for from the movie. And then we'll, we'll call it a night. All right. Well, I mean, what did you know about Doctor Stephen Strange, a Sorcerer Supreme, before the hubbub? Had you heard much about the character? Had you read any stories? Well, my first intro to Doctor Strange was, I believe, when we read, um, we did uh, War, what is it? Civil, was he in Civil War? No, I. Um, What's um, the one we read? Yes, uh, we read uh, two. It was uh, M House of M. Yes, he's in House of M. That mm-hmm. was my first introduction to Doctor Strange because I remember being. I feel like if you go back and listen to that podcast, I was like, 
who is this like fabulously dressed <laughs> like he just shows up when there's a problem like who the hell is this guy was really kind of my attitude i'm like dr strange like what the hell is this guy's deal what is he uh and so you laughed at me and explained like yeah he's kind of like he shows up when things aren't going well i'm like well, what is that that's terrible like he's just this omen um well notice how you know just there's so many bad things happening right now and he's, he's here to he's save us here all. yeah save us from trump that's right um political yeah, I so that's kind of, and I knew him, and his costume is so wacky, and he's, like, so weird. Um, so that was my intro to him, and then I, after that intro, then I found out about the movie and the cast, Benedict Cumberbatch, and I was like, that seems perfect. It seems like really good cat, at least, like, in the physical sense, but I know yeah. he can also handle that kind of oddball, intelligent thing. Very um, true. So well, you look skeptical. Well, I'm just saying, if somebody had told you, which would you rather see more? Would you rather see Ant-Man or would you rather see Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. Really? Yes. That would have popped up. Why Dr. Strange over Ant-Man? Because he's more interesting. He's Good. weirder. He's like... Because only Ant-Man, all he can do is just shrink or grow. Kind of. Yeah. I also don't know much about Ant-Man, to be honest with you. I know he can shrink or grow. And I know that the that the code name for his movie was Bigfoot. Yeah. And he gets to ride on the back of an ant. Does he? Yeah. Okay. So... It's pretty cool. So very... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Although I guess... Andy... Yeah, I, I think they'd they would do better with. Man, I don't know. It's don't get caught up on Ant Man though. We're staying on Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's true. All right, <laughs> all right. So yeah, so I, cool to see uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, did you? Because I, I feel like the one thing they're all really cautious about with the Marvel universe is like we're adding the mystical side to, yes. the, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. For you, because I feel like for me as a comic book reader, already knowing about Doctor Strange, having read a bunch of Doctor Strange stories mm-hmm. leading up to this, for me that doesn't seem like a very hard segue. Like, oh, okay, cool, we're just adding magic to this. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But somebody that is not well-versed in the comics, does the idea of, like, what does magic mean in this Marvel Universe, to you, does that seem daunting? It didn't seem daunting. It did, like, when, for House of M, for instance, I'm like, so what this guy's power is that he's magic? Like, that's his whole, like, what does that mean? But he's, like, trained? But he, like, <laughs> did he gr- develop a power? Like, what is this? He wasn't, like, bitten by anything. He's just magic and weird. He's literally strange. Like, I don't understand that. Um, but after having read what I we read for this week, um, it does make more sense. And he, it's like, I don't know if he's truly a superhero, but I don't know if I'd call him like a superhero, but he's like a mystic, right? He's like a yeah. I mean, he? He, I mean, he ga- he guards us all from all these extra dimensional things that can be happening, right? But I respect, I do respect um, all the training. <laughs> I respect like well, all the training and all of the, you know. And he's like earned his power. He wasn't born with it, and he didn't get like bitten by anything. True. So I think that that's kind of interesting. Although he did have this like life-changing event which is like i'm a dick and i should stop it <laughs> like kind well, of right yeah i mean and i feel like in the films you could do better comparing him to tony stark mm-hmm. like some person that's his arrogance seems to be his undoing yeah 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 so i mean I, i'm sure like so like the broad strokes the origin like the the, the boys arrogant man who uh gets taken down a peg and mm-hmm. learns to rebuild himself back up again. right I feel like this is a very generic description that I could apply to either of those movies, but certainly the the specifics are going to make what that story is a little different to each film. Yeah, and this one seems like it's going to be kind of fun to me. I think it just looks fun. It's like colorful and bright, and I guess all those Marvel movies are, but this one, um, I think that Benedict Cumberbatch, I think, is so unlikely as a hero, like as a superhero, I should say that. 
you know, he doesn't have like the physique that you usually have or um, mm. I just, yeah, I think he's, he's interesting, right? He's different. He's a little off. And I think this character is like a little off also. Would you, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, but would you describe Ant-Man like Paul Rudd? If you were like, Hey, guess what? Paul Rudd's going to be Ant-Man. Would your first impression of like, if it, cause I, when I heard that, I mean, I guess because like Paul Rudd, I think that, but I don't know if a lot of people would say like, oh yeah, I can see him as a superhero for sure. 100%. I couldn't necessarily see him as Ant-Man because I didn't have a lot of familiarity with Ant-Man. But mm-hmm. if you were like, oh, Paul Rudd's going to be the superhero, I'd be like, yeah, I see it. Because Paul Rudd is traditionally handsome. He's like dark hair, blue eyes. Yeah. Women love him. He's like, you know. Men want like, to be him. Men want to be him. He's in decent shape. He can handle the comedy. You know what I mean? He can handle like the comedic aspect. Yeah. So yeah, actually, I wasn't at all surprised by, but I also didn't have any any background with Ant Man, so I didn't have like, you know. But if you, yeah, if you were just like, hey, Paul Rudd's gonna star in a new unnamed superhero movie, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't like a to me like a dark horse that they did in the past. So that I probably would have been like, what if I had been old enough? Was <laughs> Michael Keaton as Batman? And I love Michael Keaton as Batman. I, it's been so, I, I though, um, well, no, because that was a Val Kilmer one. It's been a while since I've seen one of the Michael Keaton films. He is my, he's my favorite Batman. Uh, which you like better, Batman or Batman for uh, Returns? Batman. 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I love, but I think that also what I was reading is that, you know, when they announced him as Batman, everybody's like, what? He's not Batman. But I think, I, I, I was just reading that people were like, I, who is this? No way. Like, Mr. Mom, yeah. really? Um, there, I remember, yeah, hearing about that. There was just a lot of anger. It's like this, you're ruining. Why are you ruining a Batman it's movie? It's so good. It was like, but he, you know, yeah, I thought he was great. But I think he, I think he played an amazing Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And a different. I think he played Bruce Wayne as like kind of a nerd and sort of a, a recluse, which I really dug. I thought I like there being a difference between Bruce Wayne and Batman. I feel like, which I feel like in the Christian Bale movies, as much as I like them, there's that difference isn't really present. Well, I, except for that great voice that he puts on. Like, <laughs> that voice kills me. I, I don't know why everybody thinks that necessarily like uh, somebody that was an ur- urban vigilante has got to change his voice. Yeah. I mean, I guess people might recognize it, but still, like, it just changing it as something they can actually talk, use. Yeah. Otherwise, then just do like uh, you did, just like bark and growl. And, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I like you. <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. You're so critical tonight of everything. I, I get it. I get it. I don't it's know. Okay. It's just like I. So are you look? Okay, let me ask you this to bring it back to Doctor Strange. Are you looking forward to the film? Are you looking forward to seeing it? I'm super excited, but I feel like with every comic book movie, I build myself my expectations up super high, mm-hmm. and then will always walk out disappointed. What was the last really good one you, that you saw that you that you really liked? I, I think it would be Captain America: Civil War. I mean, okay. that would be the last one. Did you see Deadpool? I did see that came out just before that, right? They came out in March, and Civil War came out I think in May. Okay. Um, I ooh, which one do I like better? Nah. All right, I guess. You don't have to pick one or the other. I was just curious if you liked Deadpool because I actually really enjoyed it. I considering I. I was more surprised by Deadpool because my expectations from the X-Men films were so lowered. Yeah, I think mine were too. I think that was part of it as I went in with a lower bar. But I like that they did something different. And I was a little skeptical of – I was like, this guy is such a – sorry, anybody that's going to take offense to this. But I'm like, such a like millennial hero. Like it's just like yeah. the third wall and all of that. I was kind of just like, ugh, it's going to be so tongue-in-cheek. But I thought it was really smart and entertaining. Yeah. I was very surprised. I am uh, – 
I feel like a little of that goes a long way. I don't know if that's why. I, I actually, the one Deadpool series I do buy is Deadpool, uh, Deadpool Superman. Mm-hmm. Just because it's done by Joe Kelly and McGinnis. I like the art. He was a story. He was a writer that had a good run on that mm-hmm. for uh, during his first issues that he, first series that he had with Marvel. So I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's good style. But man, I can't, I feel like a little bit of Deadpool goes such a long way with me. Yeah. And I was, I was expecting to be like enough. I just, I can't handle the ironic detachment aspect yeah. but i thought that the movie was fine i thought i didn't really get I, he cared and I, he didn't have that but i feel like that's such a trend right now and that's something we could talk about forever but uh in television yeah. and films that i think we're finally starting to get away from but it's this like i don't care and it's whatever it's like yeah that can be like a tertiary character maybe that comes in sometimes but like i don't want to watch a movie about a character that doesn't give a shit like why would i why would i care about somebody who doesn't care about anything like it's not funny it's not fun or interesting so well tying it in she says somebody that doesn't care about anything I mean Mm -hmm. Dr. Stephen Strange a surgeon a brilliant surgeon Mm -hmm. uh, very arrogant very you know lost his well didn't lose his hands yeah yeah. but I mean very much like hey I'm God's gift to Uh uh, medical practice Uh, and then he gets taken down a peg he got his yeah so (laughs) I I mean I I, do you you like that storyline yeah actually I actually do and I found it weirdly like I don't know like why I found it more believable, but I, I did. I, I yeah, I think uh I like the storyline. Um I don't know much about like all the supporting characters that are gonna be in the film, which mm-hmm. is fine. Um and then uh, we're kinda running out of time, so we, I don't know, maybe we should push some of this over to the next week. Yeah, I feel like we can really dive into this. Well yeah, we'll do a little tease let's about Let's do a little uh, little deep dive. But next week let's discuss uh the ones that we yeah. had read are of course and something that I read that was actually given to me <laughs> that we're finally discussing. Um, by a friend of mine from work, uh, Matt. Thank you so much, Matt, for giving this to me to read a million years ago. It was Doctor Strange, The Oath, and that was Brian K. Vaughn. Um, and he, you know, he's like, oh, you like Brian K. Vaughn? Have you read his Doctor Strange? I'm like, no, nah, Doctor Strange is weird. <laughs> it seems really weird to me. And he's like, I'll bring this to you, read it. And, um, and I have read it. And it's really good, and so we can discuss that next week. I, I think it's pretty good. We'll talk it is, about it's that It's got more. great Marcos Martin art. Mm-hmm. Uh, they work together on Private Eye, a little thing that they released uh, in, together. Yes. But this uh, really great series. Great. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really I enjoyed it, and so we can talk about that. And the new one that I read uh, is <laughs> your little applause. This is the most excited I've seen you this whole podcast. Um, Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom, Triumph and Torment. Yes. Uh, which is two completely different series, basically, right? Two different like collections. Or well, I don't no, it's it's a deal. one giant story. There was a while that Marvel was doing like these kind of uh, uh, done in one stories, kind okay. of in a, in a bigger format, like uh-huh. a hardcover collection. Uh, so <clears throat> almost like yeah, you know, like the the graphic novels that they do right there, just like the one mm-hmm. standalone, like uh, Wonder Woman Year One, right? Or Earth One, excuse Earth me. One. So uh, so that was their version, a little bit a little bit oversized, mm-hmm. um, not more clo- closer to just like some of the standard hardbacks that they do, not yeah. like the um, um, uh, I mean, omnibus. omnibus size, but not like absolute size. So okay. just a little bit bigger. Uh, they did that. They did this one. They also did uh, Nick Fury and Wolverine. Okay. Uh, it's like the Scorpio Files. I think that was the name of it. So the kind of versions yeah. one. So that's like a very special issue. It's like, and that was awesome. And Roger Stern, for my money, a great writer. Uh, really strong in the '80s for Marvel. Mm-hmm. He he had written a uh, variety of stuff, including Amazing Spider-Man. One my my like when I think of Spider-Man, somebody says like, "What's your definitive Spider-Man?" It's his run mm-hmm. that that speaks to me. Okay. Uh, it's just phenomenal. Cool. Uh, then you've got Mike Mignola. Uh, amazing artist. He's the guy who created Hellboy. 
Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he got to start just doing sequential art for you know for DC for Marvel. Started off doing it that way. Mm-hmm. He'd done Rocket Raccoon. Uh, he's I guess he's always had like a leaning towards like either the science fiction or the the mystical, okay. magical. And you can kind of see these different early leanings in this. Yeah. And this is I, as much as I, I've always liked Migdola, mm-hmm. but like his Hellboy stuff. I mean, he's really refined his style. Yeah. It's you know it's very simple. Like you know. <clears throat> As I say, spotting the blacks with Magnolia art, where you're just lots, lots of lots of darks, mm-hmm. uh, very chunky. Isn't is Hellboy black and white? <clears throat> Excuse me, it's color. Okay. Um, but I mean, if you looked at the black and white art, it's just it's right. phenomenal. I think maybe it's, I've seen, maybe I follow him on something. I've seen like a lot of Hellboy black and white sketches, which is why I mm. guess I was thinking maybe it was in black and white. But yeah, um, what I I read of it, um, I enjoyed this also, and it was a nice, uh, interesting for I didn't know much about Doctor Doom. Oh, nice! All I know about Doctor Doom is is the um, is like the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, I didn't even honestly, I didn't even see them. But I worked briefly um, with the actor that played Doctor Doom in. Oh, that's right. Yes, you did some uh, yeah some pictures. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was legitimately was like my discussions with him about Doctor Doom is like kind of all I knew. So it was cool to see and like how difficult it was to like sit in that costume and stuff like with the makeup. Like that's where I'm coming from. So it yeah. was cool to uh, it was it was really cool to read it and be like, oh, he's got like a super he's got like a story. Yeah, you know, going on. So. Um, so I'm excited to talk to you about that next week, and I know you're excited too. You're like, enough of this Walking Dead bullshit. No, let's um, get to the good stuff. Aw, uh, one question that I'd be curious for you to keep in mind as you read this. Okay. Uh, and if you read, if we have a chance to do any other Doctor Strange stuff, is uh, one question I'll ask you, and I'll be curious for your thoughts. Are do you think Doctor Strange is strong enough to be to carry his own series? Okay. Or does he work better as more of just like uh, you know a supporting character, a person that just pops up from time to time? Okay. Because I feel like that's been a struggle, like with some characters. And I right. think Doctor Strange falls in that category too. It's like characters that people love, mm-hmm. but have a difficult time. <clears throat> Gosh, so so overclimped because Doctor Strange is coming out, guys. I'm really emotional. I'm really about excited this. about it. <laughs> uh, but characters that are really well well loved, but have a tough time holding on to a series for any length of time. Okay, and that's question to answer next time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So just think about until it. Until next something. Time. Just you know, just sit on it, stew about it. Okay. You know, check in with yourself. Great. I want I want to see like it. a montage of long walks of you just really. Hold, Lift, clutching, lifting weights for no reason. Yeah, and... just clutching that book close to your chest and just kind of <laughs> pondering. Fabulous. That yes. sounds good. And then before next week, we will also try to see the film. Well, we'll I, I know it. I'll be seeing it Friday night. Great. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Maybe we'll see it together. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Bonus time. That would be great. Cool. Look at the, oh just my gosh. being friends. Well, we're hanging out, even though we're not doing a podcast <laughs> that we aren't contractually obligated to do. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, speaking of contractually obligated, uh, we're not contractually obligated, but we've been asked uh, to um, be part of the Nerdist School Network, which is very exciting. Yes. So the next podcast you hear might have um, a new little bumper in front of it uh, proclaiming us Nerdist School official. So thank you so much for the Nerdist School, uh, which is where we're up. recording. We're in the Nerdist School podcast booth right now. So if you hear any people screaming during our recordings, it's because there's an awesome improv class going on adjacent. So check them out if you want to learn how to improvise. Um, we're recording here on beautiful Sunset Boulevard. Right next to Meltdown Comics. Right next to Meltdown Comics. That's right. We're in the middle of it all. Yes. So next week, uh, we'll be discussing those two runs of Doctor Strange slash Doctor Doom, um, talking about the new Doctor Strange film. 
And yes. uh, where can they find you, Frank, if they want to know more? The, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. Just share your special deep thoughts about Doctor Strange, man. Yeah. Let's just let's just geek out, man. That's right. If you don't yeah. like what he said about The Walking Dead, or you agreed with him. Uh, if you liked what he said, go and, co- and say, hey, Frank, you're the man. I agree with you on The Walking Dead. If you disagree with him, come to my page uh, at Comic Book Novice, um, or you can email both of us at uh, Frank at gmail.com and let us know what you thought. We're happy to share your opinions on air if you'd like us to do that. Also, any recommendations? Let yes. us know what you think, please. Tell us, yeah, you say like, hey, uh, Amanda, Frank, I want to hear what you guys have to say about mm-hmm. blank. Yeah. We will read blank yeah. and then tell you what we think about it. Unless you say, don't you dare read this, and then we won't. We'll just keep it to ourselves. I, I would I would do it out of spite. Yeah, just, I, I just, just to be hateful. Yep. I would okay. just, uh, guess what? I'll show you. Uh-huh. I'll, I, you can't, you're not the bus, man. I'll read what you want. So yeah, uh, just uh, email Amanda. Tell her why she's wrong that this that the comic book, uh, this show sh- adhered so close to the comic book. It should have just broke new ground. Why okay. didn't it break new ground? All right. Well, email me. I'll tell you. Tell me that you're a big fan of Breaking Bad and also of Walking Dead. That okay, would be great. great. Uh, thank you so much, as always, to Trevor, our awesome sound engineer. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And now let's play ourselves out. There you go. Being best friends, seeing movies sometimes. Hopefully no zombies will pop up in them. Even though Frank is wrong, The Walking Dead is awesome. It's okay. I mean, I know a lot of people who were involved in the creation of it, so I'll say it nicely in song. (laughs) That lyric was long, but we're still the novice novice and Frank. Frank. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh. Poor Scott.